Busy summer ahead? With Factor, you can skip the grocery store trip and the chopping, prepping, and cleaning up, too. And eat fresh, never-frozen meals in just two minutes. Get 50, that's 50, 50% off your first box with code JTRAIN50 at factormeals.com slash JTRAIN50. J-Train, Jared Freed, coming to you live from the West Village of Manhattan. We're here every Monday with your emails, your stories, your questions. I say it every episode. Let me say it again. Thank you. Thank you for being a listener. Thank you for being a part of this great show. This show is user-generated. That's right. You write your emails. My guests and I offer perspective and advice and thoughts, and you Tell a friend, a coworker, a brother, a sister, a mama, a papa. Make your Instagram story. Let this great world know. Because here's the thing about a podcast. It is the perfect vehicle to take your brain and put it on the shelf and let other people take the wheel. It's an hour of your day. It's mental health, baby. And if you're out there and you want to see me on the road, I'm doing Live You Up podcast. If you like the J Train podcast, you're going to love the Live You Up podcast. And we've already gone to Philly and Chicago and had amazing shows. We are coming to Boston, New York, D.C. D.C. I think is almost sold out. But New York and Boston, there's still tickies available. And then I'm coming on and that then the stand up starts. I've been I've been working. I've been trying to get the bits ready. I I got a whole new hour from the one that I just taped in December. So Kansas City, Nashville, Stamford, Raleigh, Lexington, Charlotte. And I got more dates coming. I think we're going to do a Long Island date. I think there's going to be Atlanta's coming. There's all these great cities coming that I, I, I it's been a while since I've been to. So those are all coming up. I'm very excited for today's guest. New to the J Train universe, the 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 JCU. Um hilarious comic from Ireland, Colm Tyrell. Thank you for coming on. Thanks for having me, brother. Appreciate I, it. I was just in Ireland. Are you from Dublin? I'm from Dublin, yeah. Loved it. I was such a fan. Good, good. How long it, were you there for? I got there Sunday, left Wednesday, and oh, okay. I so I was there for enough time. I played golf. I did golf in nice Ireland, which is like you know I'm not. I've just started to like try with golf, like to try and learn it. Yeah, but it, it did feel like I was like at someone else's bucket list item. Like they were like, yeah. Do do you golf? I did or, when I was younger. Yeah, when I was like a teenager. Was it part of your childhood? Is it more widespread there? Yeah, it's it's funny when you get over here, how the elitism, I guess, with golf here, but you don't have that in Ireland because there's just so many golf courses that it's not. There's a lot of public places you can go. You don't need a membership. It doesn't need to be part of some country club. I yeah. I'm so happy you said that because I I re- that was very noticeable. Like I was at Des Bishop a lot of riffraff was there. <laughs> oh yeah, the, no, it's like uh, you might as well have been, you know, at a baseball field playing pickup. Like it wasn't this yeah. big thing and it wasn't look at my clubs and it wasn't oh I got mm. the, you know, the nice attire. It was just kind yeah. of an every man's. Yeah, we go and we hit balls outside. And I, I noticed it was noticeable because even the clubhouse, it wasn't like this grand lockers. It was like it looked like a YMCA. It just looked yeah, like a yeah. random gym. Yeah, the entire country is just fields. So it makes sense. Just turn it into golf courses. I'm sure and, there and, is. I'm sure there is like some of course. places, but the, a lot of just general people play golf. Just average anyone's the other noticeable part about dublin to me was like everyone felt like they know each other it it felt like boston to me i'm from outside of boston it felt very much like i was in boston and ireland it just had this like connection i know there's a lot of irish catholic people from where i'm from but it did have this thing of like everyone kind of knew each other yeah yeah ireland's very close like that 
Dublin it, is a little less. If you get outside of Dublin, everyone knows each other. Because Dublin's still a city. There's a million plus people living there. And they're very inquisitive. Everyone there wanted to know everything about me. Like yeah. they just want, and they want to know how, why are you here? Yes. Yeah. Well, usually what you get is the spiel of like, oh, I'm going to find my ancestors, my roots. Mm. And then they, they, they'll give you a name. They'll give you a name like, oh, I'm, I'm from, Do my name is Donnelly. And then we sell them like fake family crests and things really? like that. I don't think any of that is real at all. I don't think there's much. <laughs> so merit. someone comes from America, they're like, "I just came to find where my grandparents, great grandparents, are from," and you're like, "Here's a crest. Oh my god, I know yeah. you!" And you just fake it. It's just AI generated, and then they just go, "This is an this is an old ancient crest." Yeah, and your family means warrior in Irish or whatever. But. Yeah, you just give them something cool backstory. What now? When you move to America, are people yeah. at home like, "What the fuck are you doing?" No. Well, maybe no. Yeah, Irish people naturally have a thing within our soul to just get as far away from that country as possible. Like really, every every yeah, we we there's more Irish people not living in Ireland than in the country. So there's something within that, something in the bloodstream or the water that makes us just pack up and leave and never return. <laughs> But we Is always it, talk, we talk nice about it. We go, oh, the homeland, the homeland. But as soon as we can afford a flight, we're gone and never coming back. That's an interesting thing. I mean, like, you know, I got... Uh, is it an entrepreneurial spirit? What is, what, is, what is it, you think? I don't know. The country was always just so bad. Like, it was always just poor. It was <laughs> it was never much going on. We but had right now, it's having this, like, really big um, resurgence, I think. The way, basically, when I went there, they're like, they're like, all these tech companies are moving here. Yeah. We've improved the river. Like, the river's like a kind of like a, it's an up-and-coming area. And <laughs> the then river. they, yeah, the river, whatever that fucking was. And then the everyone- it? Yeah. yeah the lithy and then everyone was just like there anyone i spoke to that i was going to dublin you guys have this great i think you're in a good spot with dublin because mm. everyone you go oh, i'm going to dublin it's like you're like the you're like the good looking woman that nobody else thinks is good looking yeah, or that okay. nobody thinks anyone else thinks is good looking. You know that like girl in high school that you'd be like, you know who I think is hot? And then everyone would be like, oh, yeah. yeah oh, my yeah. God. She's so hot. And it's like we've all it's not that they were not hot. It's just like, yes, it's not an outspoken thing. I think Dublin is that city like where it's like because everyone was like, it's awesome. You're going to love Dublin. Yeah. It's just such a great city. The people are great. It's fun. There's bars. There's you know, there's a liveliness. It's actually younger and more up and coming than people would assume i think you yeah. guys have that like undersell over deliver thing going on right now yeah well when the 90s once the 90s came around ireland got money for the first time ever like ever and what, what was it tech or it was yeah there was a there was tech there was a thing called the celtic tiger we lowered our tax rates so all these companies came over and then we made mm. it we started a bunch of um tech programs in college so it was one of the leading producers and then uh of oh, young like um tech students so ireland blew up that way and then we mm -hmm. made a bunch of money we were investing all over the world just in like um you know the property market and all that stuff but for the 90s to the early 2000s it was the first time anyone ever had money and we just went nuts every <laughs> even the lowest plumber was earning like 100k a year everyone was going on vacations building extensions driving bmws like a guy would show up to fix fix your toilet and he'd have like a bmw and I had just, no idea. Yeah, and then every night, seven nights a week, Ireland was just packed. Every pub and then the city was packed. Packed yeah. like spring break. And just, I think everyone was doing coke. I was a little bit too young to even know. But <laughs> it, yeah, we went nuts. We were like someone who won the lotto and then just put like a gold fence around your tiny little council I, estate. I love it. I, I just, it's so interesting to me. It's like, you know, you know, we get so caught up in this country, like, you know, with politics, politics yeah. right now gets so caught up in the emotional state. Like that yeah. sounds like the country was like, hey, we're a business. We got to do some shit here. We got to start investing in places that you, yeah. you, when you start to like travel the world, you realize these countries are trying to lure businesses to them. Yeah. They're trying to like do things. And Ireland was kind of just like a, it, it's all on display for you. Like there's just these beautiful buildings and. You can yeah. see, like, a lot of people from other countries are going there. I, I enjoyed it. I was a huge fan. Yeah. Um, I love the the pub culture. 
the baby Guinness shot is a delicious <laughs> shot. Yeah, you never uh, had that before. I never had that before. Basically, it's like a it's like a Irish car bomb that's like made for you already yeah. without it's all just, the mess of an Irish car bomb. It's just Kahlua and Bailey's, I think. Yeah, I mean, but it, it and it delicious. looks like a yeah. a Guinness. Um, Dub- but listen, Dub- your tape. Yeah, go ahead. Well, so I'm just saying, Dublin is such a party city too. But I grew up there, so I never knew that mm. it was unique like that. I just assumed every city everywhere was like that. But in Ireland, it's a lot of good attitudes. I, I everyone was out, and no one goes, "Oh, yeah. it's Tuesday." You go, "No, no, no, we're out. We're at the pub. It's a good yeah. hang." Yeah, especially if you get like there's only like four or five days of summer, like good eighties. Mm. 80 degrees days and those are the days in Dublin where it's just it's incredible you know they let people off work early everyone's on the street drinking you know it's like people are in traffic but the windows are open they're all listening to music it's like the vibe is wild well listen I want a few days of them a year we only get a few days of them a year well that's the thing it's like you know in Miami every day is Miami you know like there's an appreciation in Dublin you go oh my god I see the sun put everything aside (laughs) we're going outside I'm gonna be drinking I don't know let you know inhibitions fly like let's get a little let's get a little nutty well listen I want everyone to go follow uh, column at column or at column Tyrell Yes. We gonna, it's going to be all over my social media. He's going at Column Tyrell, and you're taping a special um, July 12th at the Cutting Room, great room in New York City. Um, go, 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 go to go. Just go follow Column on Instagram at Column Tyrell. Um, you're taping this special. Do you talk about? Is it like differences between? You know, uh, do you have to Americanize anything? I noticed that when I went there, there was really very little changes I had to make. Um, there's few words i would say like right. I'll, I'll try change words like i'll, I'll say trash instead of rubbish mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. i've been here long enough now i've been here not eight nearly nine years so i'm like americanized as it is do you but, dating uh, anyone you seeing anyone do you date yeah, american women yeah i'm dating an american chick yeah um, how's that been is there a difference do, you, do your parents go do you bring her back to the you know the motherland what yeah, how yeah, does that yeah. work yeah, she comes back and visits, and then I spend a lot of time with her family too. Um, she's from New Jersey, which I feel a lot of New Jersey people remind me of Irish people for some reason. I don't know why. Okay. I've always gelled with even New Jersey comedians. There's something about they're not quite, they're just near the city, so mm-hmm. they can, but they're also, they know enough sort of conservative or country folk kind of, they're sort of just on the, they're not like city slickers, and they're uh, usually from, more working class backgrounds too. So there's a lot of similarities, I think. Mm-hmm. You know, we love tracksuits and tacky stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it really translates to the Jersey culture. Yeah, well, yeah. Listen, I want everyone to go uh, go check out uh, Colm, uh, his special taping at the Cutting Room, July 12th at Colm Tyrell. You have a podcast. What do you do on your podcast, Colm Tyrell Podcast? And I just bring on a guest and then we just talk about, I just try to find something interesting about the guest. Yeah, it's just yeah. one-on-one. Yeah, sometimes I'll do it solo, but I, I prefer just to have, have someone on and just have a rotating guest, just me one on one, and uh, just talk about their life or whatever's in the news. Just see where the, the conversation news? goes. Yeah, I whatever. So, yeah. what day of the week does it come out? Uh, it comes out for free on Tuesdays. Tuesdays. On, Tuesdays. Yes. Column um, Tyrell podcast every Tuesday. I love it. This is uh, and you just sit and chit chat. Is just that, a- yeah, just sit and chit chat. Yeah, there's no real. Um, goal or whatever just hopefully that make it entertaining for the people at home sometimes that's all you want from a podcast sometimes you're just like yeah. i just want to listen to these two without having to like actively listen yeah you know like because that active listen face that's the hardest part about dating i think is like when someone's like hey we should do a date you're like oh i gotta like look interested and open my eyes and yeah Oh, really? You know, you can't just be your melted self. And when you yeah. listen to a podcast of two people kind of, you know, talk, talking the news and hanging out, you go, ah, oh, let them. I'm in the back seat. I'll, I'll tune in. I'll tune out when I want. Yeah, I feel like podcasts used to be a lot more just the fly in the wall of a couple of people ch- chatting about whatever. And then it became right. a bit more produ- it was like more produced and we have to have an agenda and this is a thing. And. I don't know how many people loved that. I think there was a podcast where I knew it was like interesting to have people just have a general, like you're like just eat. It's almost like you're eavesdropping on people's conversation. Now it's a little bit more 
Well, you know, I think people became aware of the audience, you know, a little yeah. a little bit more. It used to be just, ah, you know, we're talking, who who's going to listen to the two idiots? And then yeah. I think the moment someone gets in trouble for something they say in a podcast, <laughs> you go, oh, shit, I better yeah. come on here and perform, you know? And now it's yeah. like real. And, and yeah, sometimes you go on a show and I've been guests on shows where I'm like, did that even happen? Like, did anyone hear that? <laughs> and then you go on other shows and they go, and you're like, People really engage with that show. You know, you don't know yeah. until you go on. So hopefully people engage with you. I, ho- I hope I'm not one of those that people go, what the fuck happened? I just spent an hour doing nothing. <laughs> I, don't know, uh, I don't think so. I don't think so. Everyone but go I- follow column at column Tyrell. I guess it's hard to say your name. Yeah, it's it's column Tyrell. But if you Tyrell. say Tyrell, yeah, I can't say Tyrell. T- yeah, you got it. Perfect. Column Tyrell. Tyrell. Yeah. I feel like I make every name sound so Jewish. Like I, that's uh, fine. Column Terrell. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Let's do some emails. You ready to answer some emails? Let's do it. Yeah. I I, I like when we get two dudes. Sometimes you yeah. know. Sometimes you know this podcast. I'll get like male, female. You know, different. You know, you we're two guys. I feel like you're yeah. a guys guy. You got to give a. You, yeah. We're gonna give a straight male perspective. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Do you like dating? That's one of the things that I I um I never really dated too much. I was more like just like, you know, you'd meet someone at a bar with their friends or your friends and that type of stuff and things would work out. I, I feel never... like that's very um Irish too. The idea yes. of like I'm going to like dig in and you and I will live in my mother's basement forever and <laughs> um and then we'll move out it will move into the house once she dies once my mom dies I'll have this house I don't know I I I, I don't like dating I I I think the adventure of it I I you try to separate like because sometimes and this will sound sad I hope it doesn't sound too sad but like I'll be like doing shows and then it's like Tuesday night and I'm like I'll have one drink maybe yeah. I'll meet someone at the bar and then you go to the bar and you're like who the, no one's out here what am i talking about like no one it's tuesday go to bed you don't yeah, even want to be here you you're know on your own hoping that someone stumbles across your path right and i'm just looking at my phone and i'm like i don't even want to get off my phone right now like again back to the act of listening it's like i don't want to talk to anyone at that bar you know so yeah there's yeah. this weird thing of like i think single dumb is like it's this weird thing of like I like that there's adventure afoot, but um, it's this thing of like anything can happen, but usually nothing happens. Yes. And yeah. that's the frustrating part is like you do. I used to say this all the time and it was kind of a younger perspective, but I would say if you're in a relationship, I would pity you on a Saturday night, but I would envy you on a Sunday morning. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense, yes. You know, so it would be like that Saturday night, anything can happen, you might meet a woman, you might, you know, make out, and then nothing happens, and you wake up hungover, and you're like, oh, I just wish <laughs> this body pillow would breathe, you know, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> while I, I hug always, it. I would hate when I'd be single, and you'd go out on a Saturday night, and you, before you leave, you go, oh, better clean my room, just in case. <laughs> You make the bed or whatever, and then you come home right. alone going, what a waste of my time. Right. I clean this fucking room for me. <laughs> Let's go to the emails, because I think uh, we're going to have some fun. We got some great emails. The emails, people, uh, keep sending them in. Jtrainpodcast at gmail.com. That's jtrainpodcast at gmail.com. Um, we love specificity. Uh, waiting for someone who needs time. Okay. Jared, longtime listener, first time emailer. I'm struggling with a probably a common situation, but would appreciate your input. A couple months ago, a girl I went to high school with reached out to me on Instagram asking how I was doing. We didn't really talk in high school. We shot the shit for a while, then eventually agreed to meet up for drinks to catch up. However, she prefaced that she was going into this as friends only since she just broke up with her seven year long boyfriend two months prior to reaching out to me. I agreed and we went out. Since then, we have hung out two additional times, very date-like, only one-on-one, and text every single day. After all of this, I admittedly started developing feelings for her. I was struggling with how to tell her this, but she meant she beat me to it. Shortly after our last hangout, she confessed all her feelings to me, stating that it is super in, that she's super into me, wants things this to turn into something, yada, yada, yada. 
However, she mentioned that she is not ready to jump into anything and feels like if we talk and hang out as much as we do, she will be even more into me. She wants to pick this back up further down the road when she's in a better place. She wants to remain friends and only hang out in group settings in the meantime. I admitted how much I was into her as well and was very understanding of her needing time, so I agreed. She acknowledged... Um, she acknowledged that it was kind of shitty of her to dump all this information on me, only to turn around and say she can't do anything about it right now and needs to work on herself. However, I am now struggling with this situation. Part of me wants to respect her request and give her time, but another part of me wants me to tell her we should give it a shot like we if we like each other as much as we say we do. I'm not sure I can wait six plus months, especially without the guarantee we will end up dating. I really like this girl. Another cynical part of me feels like she might be making this all up because she sensed I was into her and wanted to take a step back from our friendship while letting me down easy. Would appreciate any and all of your advice. What do you think, Colm? There's a lot, right? Right. I don't think the very last (laughs) bit, the cynical part, I don't think that's the case, that she just made that up. It is interesting. The cynical part, let's start with that. It is yeah. interesting that when we are dating, we kind of we consider ourselves idiots and the other person a master manipulator <laughs> of the highest order. Yeah. They knew Do you know what, what I mean? Doing. They knew like what they, they were knew doing. and male female whatever background you are we all do this we go (laughs) and people even do that to you when you end things they'll go oh i guess you were just dating me to try and get in my pants and it's like yeah for eight months (laughs) my grand plan was you know i was dating you in the same way you were dating me and both of us are humans within 10% of each other's intellect and abilities. You know, we're not that different from each other. It's kind of the depressing part of life is finding out everyone's just kind of very much in the center of the bell curve, more or less. So the idea that she was like, oh, I see that he likes me. So no, she has feelings. She has problems too, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So that's, it's, yeah, it seemed a bit elaborate for her to be just um, coming up with all this stuff to let him down gently. Right. Um, what do but, you what do you think otherwise? Well, it seems pretty good. They did they, they both said what they were thinking. Um and it does make sense. Logically, if he was logic what he wouldn't want to be with someone who's just out of a seven year relationship. Surely that's not the I don't Well that's think, kinda I, I, I think that's what she's kind of pressing against. She's yeah, afraid. She's like, Oh my god, I'm two months out, now I'm gonna get back in a relationship. That's that's everyone. You get out of a relationship, you go, I need this time. And it's like it it's hard because you go what time do you need? You like this person. Let's try it out. But then you just got through getting through a breakup. I'll speak from my own perspective. Like when yeah. you get through a breakup, you go, I never want to do a breakup again. You're yeah. like, I, I'm not doing that again. I don't want to go through the anguish, the stress, the heartbreak, the me, the feeling like a, a asshole, uh, the feeling of being the master manipulator to yeah, someone else. Yeah. You know, like you're like, <laughs> you're fresh with those wounds. So it is normal to go, oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. I got to put the brakes on this. So mm. from her perspective, I see that. I also see it from his. Like, hey, you were just in a relationship. Are you just a relationship jumper? Yeah. Am I even I, special? Yeah, that's another issue. Like, when was I, When did she get into that relationship? Is she just one of these people that jumps from relationship to relationship constantly? Right. I don't but think he, on paper you want to be with someone who just got out of a seven-year relationship. You want to at least give them time to figure stuff out, I think. Well, um, I, I, I think... What you're saying is interesting because it's back to their email. Their email, they're like, we're texting every day. We're having great kind of date-like hangs. To me, you've done the audition process. The audition's over, okay? You know what you got. You know what this is. You know how I make you feel. When she says, and this is the big problem, she wants to remain friends and only hang out in group settings in the meantime. That will not make you feel or look good. In that scenario. And what I mean by look good is like, you're going to become a bad, you're going to be annoying. You're going to suck. Like, you ever been in that situation where you're like, oh, okay. So I guess we're just friends, but I actually like you. And now it's like, now it feels like you're on auditions, even when the auditions are over. Like, you're not acting like your true self. So you're going to end up being this different version of yourself at these group hangouts when... That's not who, you know, you, you're going to be still in, I got to impress you. You're going to start pressing more and you're going to not like, it's not going to look great. 
The only thing he he doesn't have to put his his life on hold. I know he likes her, but if she says give me six months, he can still be like he was right. saying. I don't want to wait, but he can he can still just have that on the back burner, right? Can't he just go around and date other women? It's easier the- said than done. Like yeah. I I agree with you. I think that but that's the only answer is like, hey, um, I I appreciate what you said. Yeah, you, you need to taste. She needs to. F- taste life without you and see if she can handle that Mm. she because this half version she wants to be half pregnant and that's not going to work for you (laughs) that doesn't work for any of this so she wants to be able to have you and know she can't lose you so she's going to have you in friend settings and in group settings get to watch you know that you're not hanging out with anyone else know that you're still there someone who likes her while also getting to date and feel her own thing out you i think there needs to be separation we have to you know we have to see if you can take a life without me. Yeah. And 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 just like you said, you go out, you date, but also you have my number. When you're ready to date, we'll see mm. where I'm at. I think the idea of we have to make ourselves um like a uh, oh, what is it called? When a product is there's I'm not available. a lot of it. Not unavailable. Scarce. 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 Yes. Scarce. 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 (laughs) Scarce. You have to make yourself, you know, there's a reason oil is worth money. It's a scarce resource. You have to make yourself oil. You can't just be, you know, plentiful. And it's like, if you make yourself scarce, what you do is they go, okay, well, if you find other oil, Good for you, yeah, but yeah, for I, sure. you know, you know where to find the good stuff, mm-hmm. and then it kind of makes and and listen, they might go, oh, I was just getting a connection from anybody. I was lonely. I was out of a relationship. I needed this mm. friendship that I formed with this guy, and now I can kind of, oh, that was just me filling a hole, and it wasn't just a you know a real true connection. That's what everyone's trying to figure out here. Yeah, and don't you think? That's what I would sound like if I was probably sounds like that's what that is what she's doing. If I was to guess, if I was right. to guess, that's like, you know, texting every day, all that type of stuff. Because now suddenly she has no one to talk to. Right. And then he that feels good if you're getting someone talking to you. But you could but, just be their rebound. That's and the, that's that's the fear on both sides. That's, and this is the convert. We're dancing around this point. But it's is it me or is it the loneliness? Yeah. And <laughs> that sounds horrible. It's, it's like horrible, but that's a, but the, <laughs> that's a good T-shirt, good hat. Is it me or is it the lo- good line and a song? Yeah, yeah, right. Wouldn't that be a great '80s hair metal song? Is it me or is it the loneliness? <laughs> loneliness. And that's what you do. You go, okay. I need I because his fears are valid too. Hey, I'm sitting here. You're two months out of a seven year relationship. I'm worried. That it's not me and it's the loneliness. Mm. That you're is the reason you're kind of holding on to me. You need to go out into that. I, I'm going to end it here for that reason. If you can come back to me and say it's me, then we're going to explore this. Mm. But until I can get and it's me, then I have to disappear from your life a little bit. We can't do the group hangs. We can't do the friendship thing. Yeah. Yeah, it's weird then to be doing the friendship thing, and then you're worried like, am I not? Be- am I being a friend? Like, you know, let's say you want right. to get around round the drinks in, and then you're like, oh, is, does she don't think that I'm buying her a drink because I like her? You right, know, and awkward. she's also she's also not going without you. She's getting all the things from you still the the yeah. looks, the attention, the the texting. The texting is mm. the big thing because. <laughs> Sometimes we text with people for years and years and years and never see them, and they're just kind of a crutch for us emotionally. (laughs) This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. It's hard to find the time to focus on yourself when you prioritize everyone else and their wants. BetterHelp's online therapy gives you a safe place to share your feelings, work through problems, and take time to focus on your own needs. I always say the same thing with BetterHelp. I just think... If you've never gotten into therapy, great toe into the water. Great way to do it in the comfort of your own home, on your own couch, in your comfy cozies. 
you know, and then if you're kind of out of the therapy game and thinking about getting back in, what a great way to wade your back into the waters. That's I just think this is better than, hey, do you know someone? You have to go talk to friends. You got to go to a waiting room. It's all online. It's all, they have a directory, a great website to work through. So BetterHelp is completely online. As I just mentioned, you can do therapy when and where works for you. That's such an important part of this, being comfortable. Just take a quick survey about your preferences and BetterHelp will match you with a licensed therapist. If your first therapist isn't a perfect fit, you can easily switch at any time at no extra cost just think of how how much better that is than kind of the 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 old way so to speak just the ability to go not the match and then right away they're going to find you a new one find more balance with better help visit betterhelp.com slash jtrain today to get 10 10 10 percent off your first month that's betterhelp help.com slash jtrain betterhelp.com slash jtrain Podcast at gmail.com Podcast at gmail.com here with column tyrell turrell column turrell column turrell column turrell at column turrell on instagram's taping the special july 12th cutting room when can i let the farts rip are you a farter yeah was that the question on the Dear Jared, my I boyfriend. That was I, you saying in the middle of the podcast. I was like, <laughs> no, right go now. ahead. We're not in the same room. That's fine. <laughs> oh, we're good. <laughs> I, I I always like once I get comfortable with the guests, I go, when can we let the farts rip? What are we doing? Good with you. <laughs> are we, are we holding the farts. Yeah. <laughs> when can I let the farts rip, dear Jared? My boyfriend and I've been together for over a year, and now he's very open with his farting. I don't care at all. I have older brothers. After he farts, he will make a funny comment or says sorry. But my dilemma is I am still holding them in or trying to keep them silent. How can I let them out in a ladylike way so my boyfriend isn't completely turned off by me? Is there an acceptable level of frequency to this? The gassy girlfriend. Colm, what do you think? You're, how long have you been with your lady? Um, a few years now. Is she so, farting openly with you? She does. Yeah, but she's not much of a... I just don't think she's not. I don't think she's much of a ga- gassy person, which is looking right because I'm farting all the time. You're a big. But it farter. takes a while. You got to take a while. You can't just well placed fart is funny. The joke yeah. can go too far. I have been in relationships where I have had like sit downs, and they've been like, "Hey, um, it's enough. Too many farts. I'm turned off. Yeah, you've you've gone you beyond the point." Of farting that I can handle as a partner where I can still find you sexually attractive. <laughs> and I had to take that. It hurts to hear. <laughs> they sat you down. Right. They sat me down. And it's like any joke. You know, jokes mm, yeah. run their course and then they don't become, they're not funny anymore. Mm. And then they'll become funny again. You have to get through yeah. the not funny to become funny again. Or you need, you know, there's, there's just a... You know, there's there's a life cycle to all of these things, and farts are kind of in that world for me. I would be like, there's there's a weird thing with women and farts for me. Mm. Like if I'm dating them, one, it's a huge surprise from their side. So it's gonna joke wise, you're gonna get me. Like I'm gonna think it's funny if it's well placed and you did it. Yeah, I'm also strangely going to be a bit turned on. The confidence. Okay. that it takes to just ri- like if you really rip it yeah. that would be like whoa you know yeah. it's like that old sam adams commercial i'll have a sam adams and then the boss goes oh look at look at johnson like i would do if you really farted yeah i would be like who is this chick she's not a, she's yes. crazy this is amazing this is hilarious it's a bold move it's a bold move for sure if you soften it and i just smell like garbage dump i'll be like what was that like that's almost more like i I, like the open yeah is like whoa this chick is hilarious (laughs) you know like this is funny she's hot i don't know why i'm turned on the the one that seeps out and it's like this like bashful that was me i don't know that almost turns me off more what do you think but I, I mean, listen, you should be farting. I think you got to let it let them fly, sister. I'm not saying you yes. shouldn't. I think in a dream world, there would be like both people would hold themselves together in a more mm. like 
let's hide our flaws a bit more. But the idea of watching a movie with your girlfriend or whatever and the couch and she and you're just holding in farts for the whole night and you got that shooting no. pain through your stomach. That's crazy. And you don't want someone with you feeling like that either. Right. No, not at all. I, I, I think again. Yeah. Environment matters. I think that's a big thing. If you did it on a nice dinner date, I'd be like, do, you know, I think that's like, how polite are you? I think this goes male, female. This is, I don't think this is a female thing. Like, I think this is yeah. more like, you know, like it, one time I farted in a tub on, and it was like not taken well. It, it like ruined oh, the night. That Well, the tub farts, they, they smell worse for some reason. There's something about right. the water. They're stickier. Some, yeah. That, There's, that, I, and it was also a sexy mood probably too, right? Right. Yeah. yeah. Th- th- it wasn't helpful. I, I think what this person needs, I, I think you have to start small, like, and it's for you. It's not for him. You're not trying to service this guy. Mm. I think couch time, you're hanging, you let one rip. It's funny. Yeah. You and say, it, say, pull my finger. Just go, go, go hard. That's on great. No, I think that's, knee. that's right. That, that That's, that's the advice too, that, that <laughs> you're right. It, it again, Come out hard. Let's let's do this. Pull my finger is a great first fart because then it's like we've made the first one funny. If the first one's funny, yeah. now you're in. You're in the club. Yeah. My experience is most of the time girls' first farts are like accidental. Like they laugh or they right. cough and it's like, <laughs> and they go, and you see their face and go, did you just fart? And they go, no, 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 no. <clears throat> That's cute. That yeah. I like. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so That's do the so do the yeah. on-purpose accidental cough fart. <laughs> right. On-purpose accidental cough fart. Also yeah. a great T-shirt. Also a great uh, nursery no. rhyme. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> on-purpose sure. accidental cough fart. That's how you <laughs> keep the dude. You know, like something like yeah. that. Yeah. Or you go pull my finger. It's on-purpose accidental cough fart or mm. pull my finger. He's like, what? And then. You let it fucking rip. You you play a big horn. Yeah, but I know couples who are like married and they've never they just they. That's they a just, life not worth living. I don't think I I, think I would so rather too. be divorced and like sad than yeah. In they that won't like shit. They won't like admit that they shit. Like they won't talk. Like they just they have a relationship where that that's that side of them is like just been hidden. And it's like I think after a couple of years, it's like gets to a point where it's like you can you can't now. You can't right. Well, change. that's you, that's the the reason for the pull my finger thing. It's like yeah. we need to get over this hump so that we can live as human beings. We need yeah. to understand that like there's two humans with 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 digestive systems here that need to like get going. Yeah, it's crazy to me to even be hiding. Sh- the amount of times I've shit my pants and like had to turn around to be like, we 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 got to go home. I just <laughs> shit my pants. Like, <laughs> I, I, uh, let I'm me the, be me. I'm the guy who's like, oh, sorry, we have to turn, we have to go home. I just shit my pants. <laughs> J Train Podcast at gmail.com. J Train Podcast at gmail.com. Here with Colm Turrell. Yes. Colm Turrell. Turrell, yes. At Colm Turrell. Go follow, go follow the special. And also the Colm Turrell Podcast. Go, go, go. Every Tuesday. Just a small town ex-girlfriend. Hey, Jared friend and friend Feathers. It's been over a month since I broke up with my ex-girlfriend. Both mid-20s, I'm a male. The breakup happened due to a particular incompatibility issue that neither of us could compromise on. It probably came out of the blue from her point of view, but in general, it was a clean break. Didn't share a living space, etc. Apart from that, we had a great relationship. She was a best friend and great partner. Even though I'm the one that did the breakup, I'm still upset and bummed out. And not going to lie, it's been lonely. On to the issue. We live in a small city where it's easy to run into someone and our friend group is intertwined. I only have two solid friends in the city. I'm a transplant. And one of them is dating a girl who is also very close, good friends with my ex. We all used to hang out and go out together as a group. Since the breakup, I've taken a step back from going out with my friends out of fear and anxiety that I will see my ex. Except for getting dinner or playing video games, I haven't really gone out with them. Today in particular, my friend are going to a show at a bar. My friend invited me, but lets me know that my ex also plans on going and i'm pretty much like nope i'm okay i'll pass 
which is a bummer since I do want to go out and attempt to socialize, but I'm feeling so anxious and nervous about seeing my ex. My friend told me that she feels the same way as well, but that was a few weeks ago, so who knows? Do you have any tips on dealing with intertwined friend groups and exes? Part of me feels upset that my ex gets to go out with my friend group and I'm at home, which I know is silly to be upset about. At the same time, it's not like I'm banished from going places where my ex would be. It doesn't help that I'm having serious FOMO and feel like I don't have anyone to at least talk to about this. My family lives on the other side of the country, which adds to the isolation, LOL. Sorry for the long message. Any words of wisdom will help. Have a good one. Well, I I think this is an amazing... Let me just start. Yeah. It's a great email. Well written, Mm -hmm. very vulnerable. You know, the idea of loneliness, they're in their mid-20s. They ended the relationship um, with someone they really liked. There was one issue of incompatibility that no one could Mm -hmm. compromise on, and then he says it was a surprise to her. So this feels like the most male breakup ever to be like, I have this thing that we're incompatible on. I think she won't change i won't change so i'm just gonna break up before even working through it with her or trying to work through it with her <laughs> i'd rather just break up with someone that's gonna be an issue for this one i've done breakups yeah. like this i understand this because and it feels very male because women work on the relationship no matter what they're gonna work we'll find love will find a way we'll work mm. on this this guy and i know he was pretty vague but I understand this emailer so well, I think, that the vagueness, I'm like, okay, you had a thing you couldn't get over. You assumed she couldn't get over it. You're like, it's more of an issue to bring this up than it is to just break up. So he ends it. And yeah. now she's in the friend group and he's feels like shit and he can't go out with his friends because he's going to see her and he has to probably re-explain himself where he can't explain himself. He ended a relationship for a thing that he can't get over. So what do you mm. think, Colin Tara? Yeah, it's interesting that you picked up on that. I I thought he said it was kind of it was unexpected to her, but it was mutual. Was that what he said at all? Or did he He said from her Well, that's that's they where I kind of they they both agreed that they couldn't change whatever this thing was. I'm very interested to find out what it was. Yeah, I wish I knew what the thing was, but I you know, when he says out of the blue for her point of view, but mutual. I get no, no, that. No. I get that where I've I've had that in relationships where it's like, this isn't great. And then like, I think things are going great. And like, in my head, I've been like for months going, Jesus, we're on our last, we're on our last weekend. And meanwhile, she's like, right. this is the best. Right. Yeah, I understand he, that. Yeah. yeah it's a very that. male thing because we tend to break up before the next step. Yeah. So and and they're like, let's work through this next step. Like I, I listen. There's no. I'm not just saying this for like you know generalizations purposes. Like you know, you see, the, you, how many women will tell me, oh my god, I've tried everything. He won't do this. He won't do that, and complain about about a, a bad boyfriend. And how many guys are like the one that got away? The one that got away exists because you didn't try to work through. The thing yeah, that you yeah, might have been yeah. able to work through. The one that the the boyfriend who ruined your life because he was, you know, because you, yes. you kept trying with a bad boyfriend. You kept giving him more chances and trying to change things. Right. Around. I get it. Yes, for sure. So these things like do make sense. So it sounds like this guy cut bait before the next step. And now he's like, fuck, I didn't really think. And he is right to back out of these friend hangouts because you're the one that ended it. You're the one that caused this kind of thing. So you got to take a step back and let her be the grieving one. You've grieved before the relationship ended. In my opinion, when you break things off, you're ahead of the other person. So you're giving space. I don't think you have to do that forever, but I think, you know, what you're doing is right now, he says he has FOMO and he feels lonely, but he's doing a very nice thing. I think he's being respectful. Yeah, I if we were to take it as more of a mutual agreement, because he said they mm. both had something that they just couldn't change. So it, right. assuming he gave her the option or they both tried to meet in the middle and they couldn't figure it out, I think he should probably just head straight out. I think he should just go there, meet up. It's awkward. Um, but you'll just it's like ripping off a bandaid. You just do it. Well, let it happen. Let me let me add on to that advice. I think he needs to go out with his his buddies, his real friends. Yeah. He says that his friends go out, uh, you know, the guy's dating her friend. 
How about some guy nights? Yes. Your buddy should be there for you a little bit. You're yeah. going through a breakup as well. The problem with what we do to ourselves, when you end a relationship, you think no one should be there for you. You're the one that's doing well. No, you're not doing well. Your friend who's dating her friend, say to him, hey, I need a night where it's just us. Listen, you're in a small town. You might run into her. That's Running into her is different than going to the mm. show that you know she's going to be at. So yes. you go out with your buddy and have a night. Go get dinner. Do something that women generally do. Go get dinner with your <laughs> your guy friend. Yeah, go get dinner. When you say go get dinner, what the? Yeah, do right. some women it's, stuff. It's, it's foreign to us to go get dinner Sorry. with a guy. But like, but it is foreign to us. It, yeah. it, you're right. Like dinner with, with a dude? I don't know, but that, listen, just go for some beers. I don't know why you have to go do dinner. <laughs> I don't know why you're suggesting a spa Shared day. Shared apps. <laughs> yeah, get a spa day. Do each other's hair. You know, I... I I am just saying he needs to kind of have his make a plan with the friends that you know are yours. You don't have to go to the double date and see your ex-girlfriend, but like you don't have to live in this, you know, this self-imposed seclusion on Elba. You're not, you know, you know, you're not Napoleon, you know, so so young. He's in his like mid 20s. Join a softball league or something. I don't know. Get out there. You don't. You don't need to just be sitting there waiting for these. The only other two people in the whole city. Right. And and the the, the hard part is across the country is this rest of his family. I would also let's take a trip. Let's go hang out with my family. Go home for a weekend. Get some. Yeah. Get some. Like you know, there's love that comes from family and friends, where the people you don't feel like you ever owe anything to. And you get to see what it feels like to those real friendships, those real, you know, those real people in your life. And you kind of you got to get you because right now you're dealing when you at the end of a relationship, you're like, is this real? I liked her, but I'm not sure I didn't like her enough to go keep going forward. Go to those people that, you know, you enjoy. Yeah. Yeah. You know, back to your high school. Who knows? Maybe you'll bump into a crush. Right. Get get that rebound <laughs> one night stand that might help you. I don't know. That that you're all someone from your graduating classes just hanging out at the track at your high school. I'd be like, this is the way I just hey. imagine all small town American places. <laughs> They're like, well, the, it's the city like, slicker oh, back from Boise, <laughs> right? I don't know what kind of losers hanging out at the high school. <laughs> J Train Podcast at gmail.com J Train Podcast at gmail.com here with Colm Turrell. Go, 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 go follow the Colm Turrell podcast every Tuesday. He keeps bringing up college girls. Okay. Dear Jared and Co., I have been on three dates with a guy who has seemed so my type and so perfect for me. Until a few things he said more than once gave me some pause. I don't know how to interpret what he says and whether I'm being too sensitive and should brush it off as unaware guy moments or take what he says as red flags. Okay, we're two men. We are here to tell you whether these are unaware guy moments. <laughs> I feel like we've already picked sides, have we? <laughs> I mean, I, I think he's... Sa- Okay, so here here are the red... Here's what she noticed. Ready? Okay. We're walking through a beautiful path. He mentions within the span of 20 minutes, okay, within 20 minutes, one, how he works at a girls' university and how difficult it is for, as a, for him as a guy. Okay, so we're walking through a path. He mentions within the span of 20 minutes. This is a short amount of time. Yeah. One, how he works at a girls' university and how difficult it is for him... As a guy in his 30s with all that testosterone, he said he has to kind of duck his way through what he's made out to be a gauntlet of hot young college girls. And it's hard for him, but he doesn't want to get the old creeper, yet he's totally a horny man. That is a bizarre (laughs) thing to say. Why would he say that? And it's hard for him, but he doesn't want to to be the old creeper yet he's yeah. totally a horny man he's like saying a- that ever is weird yeah he's you're sending her, a message he's telling her he's like look i'm a i'm a nice guy there's a lot of hot young tail and it's difficult for me but i'm a nice guy i'm not like all these other creeps <laughs> oh this cross to bear oh. i don't know how i live it's just yeah yeah, in, no one... in a world with real problems, and listen, I'm not here to judge someone's issues, but to bring this up <laughs> as an actual issue in your life, like, 
is crazy. And was this the very first date? They're on a walk and he brought this up and he's like, hey, a <laughs> little, little, little bit about me. I find it. I'm very horny all day. Can't act on it. This is hold on. She's not even done yet. There's four bullet points of things yeah. he did in this 20 minute and walk. And he's in Here's his 30s. What's he doing at this? Is he a professor? Is he janitor? Goodwill uh, hunting? What's going on? Here's the most bothersome part of this statement is, listen, I beyond the, it's all bothersome. But the college girls thing, he's in his 30s. That's weird and bizarre. But here's the, 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 the issue is when he goes with all that testosterone. He is making <laughs> that was it. What a that's the problem. That's the douchiest part because he's yeah. taking a douchebag statement yeah. and he's making it scientific. So it's like yeah. he's trying to say, which it's bullshit. It's bullshit. But mm. he's trying to make a thing his opinion factual. So when he says all this testosterone, it's to ward you away. Oh, I got it's all it's beyond my control. I got this testosterone running through yeah. my veins. I lift, bro. I lift. Right. So now so I look like an old creeper on these. No, <laughs> it's stupid. Okay. Here's number two. How white men are biologically attracted to Asian women uh, from other cultures deemed as submissive. Just facts, he says. Bizarre. This is crazy. This guy is these, nuts. This guy's out of his fucking mind. He's, I mean, the fa within 20 minutes, these dude, both were said. This is an Andrew Tate. Friend. Right. This is I a, agree. This guy is saying outrageous stuff. This guy. Yeah, he's got. I get you, here. Number three. I mentioned my love of New York fashion. And he immediately says, yes, New York and all those tens walking around. OK, that's the least crazy of all of them. Now that I have his voice in my head, it sounds bad. But if that was just right, like if that was alone, there is a lot of I guess there's a lot of tans walking around. You know, that's also like something. He, did he lick his lip? Did he lick <laughs> lick his lips and go mm, all those tans? Ooh, yeah, I could like that. I could like right. that a lot. <laughs> you're you're totally right because we have this like. I wish she had started with that, but yes, then, <laughs> like you know because. To say like the people, you know, like that joke, whether it's whether, no matter how bad it is. Yes. It's something that is kind of accepted where someone's like, I'm a New York 10 versus a, you know, yeah. uh, Ohio, you know, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. But I would say like that the idea that there's hot women and people in New York, that is a, a fine. But through the lens of everything else he said, this is still very weird. The like anthropology or whatever lens that he said that white men are attracted to submissive Asian women was wild. Wild. And it's also, again, also, you're right. Andrew Tatey, it's disgusting. The thing is, if this is a first date to the, the, the stuff he's not saying is... Right. This is what he thinks yeah. is okay. This is what he said <laughs> is going to be good. <laughs> so it, the stuff he's holding back is, is going to be jarring. Here's the fourth thing. How his Indian girlfriend, X, was a princess and went to an Ivy League school. Okay. That, That's it, again, it's through the lens of everything else he said. Because of the, the, the thoughts on different cultures and stuff, the minute now, anytime he brings up of cultural background it's fraught it's like i don't yeah. you that's how he looks at things and yeah to me this person is not on the right path she writes yeah. some of this i just take as who he is or thought maybe he's trying to build himself up to be i think that's more correct but on the third date the very first thing he mentioned about his day upon picking me up once again how hard life is because he worked at the girl university that day and had to be around all those college girls basking in the sun life is hard <laughs> this is crazy. I'm so confused. I you, no, you're not confused. This person's an asshole. They they're a dick. Stop talking to them. Especially because on day two we had the most seeming intimate and cute, playful moments together, making out and affection, but nothing too intense. It was very sensual. Yeah. And dare I say the word tender. Now I doubt his attraction to me and it's made me feel insecure. He knows I make music and he likes it and wants to write. He does too. I wonder if he's attracted to me at this point, an old lady in her 30s, or if there's a conflict in himself and wants to be professionally involved only. He told me day after day three 
that he had a wonderful time with me. There's something special about me, and he liked hearing more about me. I'm feeling day. Uh, I'm feeling daft and clueless. All I know is how it made me feel. But I wonder what you can decode about this. Whether he's serious in what he says and how to proceed and not be an idiot. What do you think, Colum? Yeah, there is the, there is a there's a slim chance that he's sort of just <coughs> a no filter idiot. No, Best case no, no, scenario, no. he's like a bit of a moron and just sort of says he's just a like, word vomiter. Yeah, just yeah, he's just probably loads of idea thoughts and he just sort of says it all. That's like the best case scenario. But other than that, it feel just, this email feels like it's coming from a young person. Yeah. Maybe they haven't dated a lot. They said they're a musician, they like to write, they're an artist. It and what I would say to them, so they said they're confused. Here you you said she she wrote the most important thing. All I know is how this made me feel. Your feelings are correct. You yeah. were turned off by things he said. The problem is she's putting him against the other things he said. And it's like, who's the real person? And if you didn't walk away from the date knowing who the real person was, then you shouldn't date this person because yeah. they are putting on a mask. I don't know which one's the mask. I don't know if it's the mask of Andrew Tate and this is how I'm a tough guy and this is who I, yeah. you know, I'm just trying to put on this persona to let you know that I'm a high value. Oh, she said he's in his 30s. So, but maybe they're she's both, younger. They're, they're both oh, she 30s. said she's in her 30s. I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I, I messed 30s. up. Yeah. Oh, then you got to get away from this guy. Get, it's also what I can't even imagine someone married and they're 10 years married and they share everything with their wife and then they get home from a day working out of college and go, was there some smoking hot right. some teens some college teens it's gross difficult. it's disgusting yeah it's crazy you could say it to your boys and be like look man I'm professional Even but if, it's crazy no if, I, if a guy friend of mine was like oh this job is so hard there's so many college women I'd be like get away ew mm. I, I don't mm. know I I I, I don't can know understand why. a guy going, look, I keep a professional. Sometimes these gir girls, they look good, and I go, fuck. I don't like. Different story. That's like a, a different way to there. say that. That's why I. Yeah, but the hands will just be like, my job is so difficult. <laughs> right. The idea that, like, oh, I got to go to the work every day. To bring it up like many times. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah, right. It's it's, <laughs> we lost two good men today. <laughs> right. No, it's crazy. I. She's got to. Listen, it's not normal to. And also. To go back for those four bullet points in a 20 minute walk like yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, this person doesn't know who they are and they're putting it on you. And like the problem is she's taking so seriously the yeah. nice things he does and not really taking seriously enough. Y yeah, I guess like, to say I had a great it is way easier to say to someone I had a great time on a date with you than it is to say. Oh, these hot college chicks are real. You know, one, he has to try and let you know. And the other is him trying to get you to, like, just like him. You know, like to, it feels like he wants to hook up. I, I would get away. I don't know. Also, it's, on a first date, you bring up your, you used to date an Indian princess. Right. Kind of when a, I'm not sure of the background of the person writing in, but it's like, why would you, who cares? Yeah, why did he mention it? I, I guess it came unless it came up in conversation naturally. It, it I, it's like it's, you know you know it's like here in the subway in New York City subway. It's like see something, say something. Yeah. Um. This is feel something. Run the fuck away from this dude. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. J Train Podcast at Gmail. So many t-shirts made in this episode. We did all the t-shirts. J Train Podcast at Gmail. Com. Here with Colin Turrell. I keep. I, I want to say Tyrell. Colin Turrell. Go follow. Let's do one more. Is that okay? Yeah, for sure. Private Venmo trans transactions. Do you Venmo with your girlfriend? Uh, yeah, but only there's like big bills. things. Yeah, no, no, like I don't do dinner things or anything like that. Or How do you we, do like, dinner? I think we we kind of you take her turns. out. We kind of go usually, back and forth. Yeah, we. It's either we take it in turns, or if things are going particularly rough with my career, which is often sometimes she'll look after. But usually it's like I'll get the main thing, and then she'll right. do like. The after drinks or maybe the pre-cocktails or something. That's kind of how we balance it out. Or maybe she gets the Uber, but we tend to balance it. But we don't. I hate the nitty gritty of the Venmo people. That's well, wild to me. That's insane. 
It's a, yeah, when you see like Venmo for a slice of pizza, you're like, what's going on with you oh, two? Yeah. And then the people who, I've seen people who are comedians too, that because I follow them on Venmo somehow. Mm. And I've seen them charge their like girlfriend for like a, a coffee. It's like four dollar <laughs> coffee. And I've seen them charge that. And I go, that is insane. Right. I hope it works Publicly, for them. Yeah. That's nuts. Just right. It's got to work out eventually, right? Right. It all comes around. What are we hemming and hawing over? Like, is it a dollar? You know, you don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I Feathers, huge fan of all you do. Congrats on the European tour. I'm writing this and about this guy I've been dating for a little over six months. Things have been going great. He, event, he even planned an extravagant date for my birthday a couple months ago and told me he loved me in a really romantic way. This past weekend, he met my parents when they visited from out of town. I am confident in the relationship and personally hope to last a very long time with him. Now on to my quote unquote problem. Last night, he sent me a Venmo for some groceries I picked up for him. I was happy and touched when I saw the memo he put in the transaction was, love you. I opened the Venmo only to find out he made the transaction private. So his sweet gesture was actually one he went out of the way to hide. I immediately texted him about it, and his replies only made me feel even worse. Seemed like excuses, defensive to me. He claimed he has a lot of private Venmos, but I know for a fact he does not. He has almost all public transactions. I can't get past the fact that he consciously took action to hide this message to me. Am I overreacting? Was this not a big deal to a guy? What would have gone through his head to say I should hide this? He has only posted to Instagram once or twice since I've met him, but he has never posted me on his Instagram either. I know many of his friends, and he doesn't hide uh, me from them, but I can't shake the that it seems like there are some people in his life that he prefers to not reveal me to. It may be worth mentioning as well that I found out who his ex was recently, and she is literally a model, an aspiring actress. I'm a seven on a good day. I have to wonder if he's hiding his downgrade. Looking forward to hearing your insights. Signed, am I overreacting? Well, they're, I, I want them to be kinder to themselves, but I appreciate their vulnerable email. What do mm. you think? Uh, I... I don't know. <laughs> you don't know. Well, that, would you ever a, make a when you when you send money to your girlfriend? Do you ever make it private? Well, everything I do is private. I don't understand. Is there a single benefit in the world to having a public Venmo? Like, why do you want people to even know anything about you? That's I, I'm with you. I would make every Venmo transaction private. I do make every one of yeah. them private. I'm with you. I have no understanding of the public nature of it. Yeah. It, it, it is weird to me. Also, some people, they just go, whatever, I'm sending you money. Some people, they make it into a joke. I do understand if, if I was looking at this in a vacuum of yeah. you got him groceries, he sent you a Venmo, love you. I would understand making that private. Now, if he makes the other ones public, I do understand why she sees that and goes, well, why would you change what you normally do yeah. for this specific one? I would say my response to her would be like, I don't know, and I love you is a private thing. And I, yeah. And, and also, here's the other thing you know, we're still in the dating phase. Yeah. You know, we're still in the I, lo I love you, but I'm also, you know, I understand relationships end and I don't want to, you know, put yeah. this out there. I would also say this, and this is going even further. I don't think, let me, before I get into this, I, the idea of the, the ex-girlfriend and what she looks like doesn't matter at all. I don't think that, I think you're letting that get to you. But let me just tell you, for every beautiful woman out there, there's a boyfriend who is a little tired of having sex with their girlfriend. So... You know, that's an old <laughs> shitty saying, but in this sense, it's, it's like, like, that's a saying. <laughs> yeah. For every, every girlfriend, there's a guy tired of fucking her. Like every beautiful, you know, like there's, that's yeah. an old shitty saying, but it is a, there's truism to it because you go, yeah. you know, they broke up for their own reasons. I don't, there's not the idea of like hiding the next girlfriend because she doesn't look like the last one. It mm. doesn't speak to me at all. I've never heard of such a thing. I've, I've, it, I think when you go through a breakup, you're like, you've moved on from that. The idea of comparing looks of one to the next, I don't buy that. Have you? I think a lot of this is, a lot of nearly all of this is driven just from her own insecurities with the ex. You know? Right. Like if, if the ex was like a pig 
would she be she wouldn't be even considering the Venmo thing as a thing, right? Well, if the would I guess would she be like walking around being like, "Ooh, look at that. Look at me." Yeah. I don't think she would do that either. Like, you, yeah. you know, if you, if you thought less of her, would you be Yeah. you know, uh, prouder of yourself? No. You know, yeah. it doesn't go the other way. Um, yeah. Also, she she did say his, all his other demos are public, but she, how would she know? She wouldn't know that. So she's just assuming a lot right. of his stuff is public, but she doesn't actually know. Right. Is there is there a public I love you to his best friend who got him beers? Yeah. Probably not. Yeah. You know? Or when they say something inappropriate, like they, they say they pay someone ten dollars and they say for for child porn as a joke or whatever. Is he making that public? Shit. Right. Right. It's hidden. A lot it's of hidden. hidden. So, yeah, I think she's going down in her like the road of insecurity. I think. You know, the only thing that you can be a little insecure about, and I understand, no, you can be insecure about whatever you want, but I would yeah. say, the one thing I would say that I have done in the beginning of a new relationship is like, okay, when I make something public, what are the, what are the, you know, the, the messages I can expect? Mm. Is it the last girl that I dated on three dates and I said, hey, I'm not ready for a relationship? And then mm. she comes back to me and goes, I, I thought you weren't ready for a relationship, and now you're in one. You go, I got to deal with that. Yeah, I wasn't ready for a relationship with you. This is the right match for me. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, there, there are that feeling. Fr and again, this is because we break up before the next step to go back to something we talked about earlier. Yeah. You go, guys kind of do this where they want to be. There isn't, I think people do this where they're like, I don't want to have to roll back. I want to be able to be excited to go to the next step. So this is a slow churn towards in a public, I love you, yeah. that will happen. I think this is more a respect thing, and this is more yeah. a let me you know, roll this out slowly. I agree, too. I think it, especially in this day and age, it's like the, the, I think a lot of women might want the big hard launch. I'm in love. This is the mm. thing. Everyone, everyone, this is who I'm with, but realistically yes yeah, slow this is what's only six months is it right i i wouldn't yeah. get to, i wouldn't get too bogged down by this and i i no. think i also think there's something classy to a private i love you like For i sure. i think like there's something actually not a little gross of like i put it on venmo i put yeah. it on instagram i put it on twitter i want to shout from the heavens it's like why does this need to be so public yeah. I don't know. There's something to that. J Train straight podcast. Away, both of them need to just private their demos straight away. It's right. It's, Let's make it all private. It's wild. Yeah. Get immediately stop that. Right. J Train podcast at gmail.com. J Train podcast at gmail.com. Cullum Terrell, thank you so much for Thanks, coming brother. on. This is fantastic. Appreciate it. I had a lot of fun. You're the best. Everyone go follow Colm. He's taping a special uh, July 12th. we gave some good advice, did we? I think we did. Listen, <laughs> this is about perspective. I think yes. especially hearing from two straight men yes. how insane that guy was on that walk, I think mm -hmm. is a very helpful thing. And mm -hmm. just our immediate reaction to things he was saying, like if a guy said that to me, I'd be like, get the fuck out of my face, you stupid yes. loser. So, and, and again, in this world of TikTok and Instagram where everyone's trying to have their hot take, like you see these dating guys out there and a guy like Andrew Tate gets yeah. a fucking, you know, a microphone. You go, well, that's the dumbest thing I've ever fucking heard. <laughs> so I'm Jared Freed. Uh, we're here every Monday. Keep sending your emails. JTrainPodcast at gmail.com. We're back next episode. Boom.